Attention students, the Jabroni University Network is now in session. Please make your way to class. Our guest this week uh, has the distinction of being the first second-generation musician to be on the show. Her new single, Armor, will be out August 17th via Lauren Records, but right now you can go find her wherever you're streaming music at under Career Woman. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Melody Caudill to Why Did We Ever Meet? How are you, Melody? I'm great. How are you? We're good. So, um... Just to just to clarify, originally you were recording under your name, right? Yeah, I just went by Melody, but okay. it's really hard to find on like Spotify because you know <laughs> that's a really common name for musicians. Yes, um, just fake like people use that for their fake name, anyways. Yeah, so I had to change it to something, and then I chose Career Woman, and yeah, sure. Not to mention, Melody ends up being a technical term for for music too. I mean, yeah. like that's a kind of smart idea. Yeah. Well, she's a smart girl. I should say too, I have a co-host this week, Roxy, uh, our daughter, Roxy, who a lot of you have heard on the show before or seen her on our YouTube videos and our Instagram videos. Roxy is joining me because she is a big fan of, of Melody's music. So <laughs> she's sitting in. You are true. Um, so when did you start writing songs? I mean, cause you're, you're 17. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you, you've got an early jump on it. So when did you start writing? Um, I started writing, like, for real when I was, like, 12. Okay. But forever, I, like, since I was, like, three years old, mm-hmm. or maybe four, and I took piano and singing lessons, I was just making up little songs, like, all the time. Mm-hmm. But, like, the first, like, official song I wrote was, like, 12. Okay, and what was that first? What's what's the one you consider the first Melody Cuddle slash Career Woman song you ever wrote? Yeah, um, it's Never Be the Same, which is on my first um, EP. Yeah, I, it's it. You can tell that that was the first one in my. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. So you you grew up around music, obviously. Um, so I mean, it, it's not a stre- It's not a far stretch when kids grow up. When their their parents are either musicians themselves, which is your case in your case, or just growing up around music in general, you're going to be drawn to it. So it sounds like pretty early on you were you were into music immediately. Oh yeah, it's it was like an immediate thing because I am in such a musical like house, um, sure, and family, and so from the moment I had like a consciousness, <laughs> music mm-hmm. was being played like 24 seven. And I took piano lessons before I could decide if I wanted to take piano lessons. Right. So right. It was like, it was sort of just a normal thing and I never thought anything of it. And I just okay. it part of life. <laughs> yeah, sure. And it's always been in your life really. Yeah. 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 
Uh, who were the first artists? Like when you were young, you start enjoying music. Who were the first artists that you glommed onto right away? Um, in like, it's kind of, so there's two sides to it. So Mm -hmm. in like fourth grade, I had my first like musical obsession, which was Sarah Borelli's. Okay. My favorite. Um, and then in the beginning of like middle school, I started getting into like, um, yellow card and like green day. And that was my first, like more band obsessions. So that's two sides that sort of started it. Which is interesting because those are those are definitely like those are bands that are from generations prior to you. Yeah, and my um, dad me. <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah, I mean, of course, you know, like because truthfully, I mean, Green Day is technically the same era that your dad's band Game Face comes from, mm-hmm. and Yellow Card would be more of my era of music. So that's uh, I think that's kind of cool. I, I our kids, Roxy and her brother, both. Um, our son is a couple years younger than you, but have both done the same thing. We're gone back and listened to bands, previous generations. What do you, what was the draw to you to, to bands like Green Day or Yellow Card? Um, I don't really know. Like, <laughs> I feel like, I don't know. I just really like, liked the style. I haven't mm-hmm. heard it before. Yeah. Because- everything that I heard was like Disney channel, like pop. And so yeah, that yeah. was like, which I also love, like, sure. not, I love that too. Justin Bieber was actually my, I forgot about that. Justin Bieber was before any of those things. He was okay. like, oh. true love. In <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so it was the first time I was introduced to like more alternative music. And mm-hmm. so I really mm-hmm. gravitated towards that. I think. Which is exciting, not just for you. I mean, when you're young and you discover that stuff, it's exciting, right? Like something, it sparks something in you. Um, But also like, you know, when you grow up in a musical home, it's also exciting from, you know, the parents' vantage point of like, oh, they're finding these things on their own and and discovering what what is important to them in the music. And do you feel like that sort of stuff, do you you feel like that stuff influences the song, your songwriting? Um... Wait, hold on. You're Can good. You repeat the question. I just like. <laughs> You're okay. Yeah. Do you feel like those sort of bands, does that stuff influence you? Or do you feel like what inspires you to write song is totally separate from the bands that you enjoy? Got you. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I said a bunch of stuff that had sprung a question on you. That's no, okay. You're good. Um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, definitely, yes. Okay. Um, I definitely take inspiration from like everything I listen to Um, more for like the style and like the instrumentation and stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. then when it comes down to actually songwriting, it all goes out the window. Like it's just what I feel just sort of comes out on the page. And then once I have a song, then I take it and then I sort of think about music I like and put elements of that into it when I write it. Yeah. What comes first for you? Does the vocal melody come first or does the guitar or does the riff come first? Um, honestly, like it happens at the same time or else uh. it doesn't work for me. Like, oh, that's different. It's weird because if I just have something or I mean, I don't want to say it doesn't work. Like there's different occasions that it does. Mm-hmm. But like, if I just have a like a 
section of lyrics just sitting there. Like, yeah. I, really hard to just put it to music. Same with the other way. Like if I have like a riff, it's really hard to just add words later on. So for me, songwriting happens in like one breath of like just getting everything out. And it yeah. is naturally together at the same time or like within the same couple hours. Um, and if it doesn't, then it takes me so long and it's hard to finish. That's kind of cool. That's cool that like, and I like how you said that, like kind of one breath, like it's one creative uh, thrust all at the same time. Okay. So you want to ask one of your questions? Yeah. Sure. All right. So these are questions Roxy came up with. So I'm going to let her ask, uh, ask the first one here. Uh, I guess we already covered that. Oh yeah. Um, Do you want to do number two? Yes. What's your favorite genre of music? Oh, okay. Definitely like alternative rock. Um, I've, that's what I first sort of introduced me to the non-rock sure. world. And yep. so that's what I still gravitate towards now. But I also really like like folk singer-songwriter, TV bridges and stuff. So those are like the two sides. <laughs> to I, my- and I like... You mentioned Phoebe Bridgers. Who else of this generation? I mean, there's a lot of really, uh, you, you, I, I thoroughly enjoy watching Gen Z music come to life because it, it does kind of go back to the past a little bit. But you guys have, have been influenced by every different genre, oh, like yeah. pop and hip hop and rock and punk rock and heavy music. Everything is thrown in and scattered on a wall, and I kind of like how you guys do that. I love Gen Z music. Like that is my favorite era. If it's even an era. well, yeah, it is. Like yeah, present- you guys' era for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Present day music is my favorite. Like a lot of my friends like older music, which is mm-hmm. also cool. But I just think that, like you said, it's like a combination of everything, and we have the most like exposure to everything because of the internet. So I feel like yeah. We- really able to put the pieces together from every type of music because we have access to it all at the same time. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah. Um, who, who are you listening to right now? Who are, who are some of your favorite artists currently? Yeah. So I love Samia. I'm wearing her words right now. <laughs> okay. It's yeah. So Samia, Frankie Cosmos, um, Sandy Alex G. I'm actually seeing him tonight. Um, oh, fun. Yeah. Um, Baby Bridges, like I said, literally everything that she's involved with, like all of her other bands. Yeah. Um, Indigo D'Souza. This band Thick is really good. Okay. There's a lot more, but. Yeah, yeah. No, you've named a but, And I, I can say I only recognize a couple of those names. So you've, you know, I, it would stand to reason a lot of the people that listen to our show, you've probably given them a, a list of new stuff to check out, which I think is good, in, inclu- including Roxy. So yeah. <laughs> uh, when when you see, like, oh, I, from my, at least from an audience perspective, seeing, seeing an artist like you, uh, Phoebe Bridgers, the Linda Lindas, young artists who are, like, paving a path, do you... Do you feel with your generation, do you feel like solidarity? Like these are your peers or do you feel any level of competition? Do you definitely feel like they're your peers? Oh, I mean, definitely like not my peers because Phoebe just feels like a god. A mega star. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> if we just take away that, definitely. Yeah, sure. Uh, like definitely 
peers and not competition. Like, obviously there is some competition because the internet is so, like, it's so hard because you're technically all at a level level playing field because you have yeah. access to the same stuff. But, like, everyone has access to different, like, tricks and, like, you know, promotion stuff they have to pay for. And it's... Yes. It's, like... You, it looks on the surface like everyone has the same chance, but it's not because yeah. algorithm is very much paved against some people, even by the way they look and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's com- it's competitive in that way, but that has nothing to do with us. Like we're not the ones doing that, like making the algorithm. It's like just put against us, not by us. So I think because of that, like we're definitely like I feel even though I've never I haven't been able to interact with that many musicians because of COVID. Yes. We're all sort of the same. Mm -hmm. And obviously, is a thing. Of course, of course. And you brought, you you brought something interesting up that I don't know that people, people didn't have to even consider maybe 30, you know, 20 years ago was an algorithm. Mm -hmm. As an artist, you're up against an algorithm and how much money is going into digital marketing, right? Exactly. So for you, I, I, it, is, it a, is it a thing where you're just going to keep writing your music and if people like it, great. If not, you're, you're pouring yourself out there. That's, you just said what I was thinking, yeah. It's exactly that. Because I don't really do it because I want people to hear it. Mm-hmm. Like I do it because I like to do it. Um, I was actually just talking about this. Like, I feel like being a musician, you get, or like an artist that puts their stuff out, you get sort of a reputation or like people think that you, part of it is you like the attention. Yeah. But it, I hate attention. I hate posting on social media. <laughs> I hate um, all of it. No, yeah. it's a really big exaggeration. I don't hate all of it, but it's like, it scares me. I have really bad like anxiety about stuff like that. I'll lit- my stomach hurts after posting stuff. So like, it's not because I like attention. It's because the only thing that you can do when you have art that you spend yeah. so much time with and you spend money on, like recordings are not cheap. Um, no, like you have to put it somewhere, and yep. the internet is the only place that you can put it. So, <laughs> and beyond beyond the putting your art out there, like the idea of promoting yourself, especially at 17, like that has to be like, uh, like what is it? Anxiety. Do you cringe at yourself? Like what is the, or is it everything? It's all of it. All of it. (laughs) At myself every day when I look in the mirror, let alone when I look at myself on a phone screen, trying to get it myself. Cause like my songs are so personal and Mm -hmm. they're true that it's like, um, this is my song. Like, go listen to it right now. It's like right. all my darkest like feelings. It's like really hard, you know. But yeah, it's not. It's not horrible because people relate to it sometimes, and that's like the best thing ever. Yeah. But, like talking into the phone and saying, "Please go listen to my music," is really hard because yeah. it's cringy. <laughs> I I totally get it. It's there's it, you you feel exposed like oh and. Yeah you've already put this personal part of you into the song and now 
you're exposing another part of yourself where you said, hey, here's this very personal piece of art I made. Please go listen to it and like it and all of the things that <laughs> that didn't go into writing it. Exactly. Yeah. Like I used to do a music camp and on the Friday, like for a whole week and on the Friday I did a performance and mm-hmm. I was like, you were what scared. am I doing? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Trust me, I understand. I used to have to do recitals for my piano lessons. Sure. Break down every time. Like, I would cry. So I I feel you. (laughs) Did you get... Now, you just did, like, a full band show recently, right? Mm Mm-hmm. How was that? How was that experience? Because that's a whole different sect of of writing songs and and performance. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's... um, Okay, so I've done, like, shows by myself, but only for, like, friends and family and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Which is fine. But this was the first time doing it in front of, like, my peers that go to my school. Oh, man. So I definitely was having a hard time before, but I think doing it with a band, even though it's not my permanent band, it was just people that were putting it on that were playing the instruments for me. Okay. That helped so much, and it was actually fun. Because there was other people to rely on. Yeah, um, yeah. And, it, and just the sound was not all me. And it wasn't, I was not in control of everything. So that really helped my anxiety. And it was fun. Like, I really enjoyed it. And I look back at the videos and cringe so hard. Um, but it was a <laughs> moment, so. <laughs> yeah. But I, you said something interesting. You said like it wasn't all on your shoulders. It was you were a col- it, so you. Do you like the collaborative side of that? Do you like the band element? Oh yeah, I love it. Um, I like to write songs by myself. Sure, it's very personal. And every time I've tried to write with other people, it like doesn't. It's not the same. Like it's yeah, not, sure, it's not the same. But I love playing my songs with a band. Yeah. Um, which sounds selfish, but like, I don't know. No, I, I, it, it, there's a huge difference from writing that on a piano, singing along or playing on an acoustic guitar to having like the second guitar, the drums, the, the bass, the, you know, piano key, whatever, whatever it is, whatever the makeup of your band is like, you hear it like a whole other life to it. It's very exciting. Oh, yeah. It's totally different. It's great. Uh, Roxy, you want to ask another one of your questions? Go ahead. Yes. Go to the first one there. Oh, that one? Yeah. How do you come up with your lyrics? Oh, gosh, that's a great question. Um, I come up with my lyrics like, okay, again, this is going to sound like a little bit. Every time I explain this process, I feel like contentious, but it's just true. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think about it at all, and it just happens. Like, <laughs> um, yep. if I try, it does not work out at all. Yeah, so sure. If I just, like, even if I say I want to write a song today, it doesn't work. It's like I jinx myself. Like, sure. it, mm-hmm. it has to be like I just grab the guitar unconsciously and start saying words. Mm-hmm. That's how it happens. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. it is, it's, more of a uh i don't want to say impulsive but more of a like it, it's a it's a moment it's a feeling you're chasing yeah 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 no that's it's like a piece of everything that i didn't even know i was thinking about yeah and yeah <laughs> we have so a favorite song in our house of yours is what what's your favorite song roxy 
a little different. A little different, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. We we like that one. And she wanted to know something specifically about the little dipper video. Mm-hmm. You what do you want to ask her? Who drew the doodles in your music video for the little dipper? Yes. Okay, so I cannot draw for the life of me. So okay. Oh um, but this guy, Jesse. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm so sorry. I've never said his name out loud. I've only said it. <laughs> it's okay. So I don't. It's like, ca- see something. I'll like send you it. After yeah, that's fine. Yep. Um, you're also fine. on Instagram, but Jesse, I know him as Jesse. He is in another band who's on Lauren Records called Same, and they're really good. So okay. Um, but he also does like drawings and animations and stuff. Yeah. And so he did those. Yeah. Okay. Okay. How. So you experience like the rest of the world. Uh, we, you know, we went through COVID in a very intense and real way. But for adults, it had a much different effect than it did on young people. Yeah. So because this will kind of forever be a thing where you guys had a year of your life sort of taken away from you. So how was that for you, and how did it affect you as a songwriter? Um, okay. For me, there's like two sides of it. Again, like one side, I'm so introverted. Like if you haven't been able to tell from all the answers, um, so, <laughs> I'm very introverted. And so being alone was kind of my dream come true. It's not that sure. I don't like people, it's that I needed a break anyways. I was going to school every day and I was really struggling to be honest like yeah. I come home crying because I just couldn't handle it anymore yeah um, and not like I was having a bit of trouble with my friends but it was mostly just being there every day um, okay really difficult and especially when you don't exactly fit in to everyone it's like really hard to just be there in general yeah so for me COVID at first sort of saved me <laughs> like yeah. I didn't have to see anyone because I couldn't yeah. And so I just got to like be in my self for a bit and sort of discover who I was mm-hmm. alone. It was um, like, and oh go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Let, let her finish. It was, okay. <laughs> yeah, let, let Melody finish it. You can say your thing. Um I just got to be myself. Um that's like I don't know how to describe it, but like I didn't have people's perceptions clouding my view of my that thoughts. makes complete sense. Yes. Um, yeah. And so that was the biggest thing. Like, I feel like I could just fully think what I want to think, wear what I want to wear. And I didn't think about anyone else, which was yeah. amazing. On and the other side of it, it's that's like. That's the hard part about high school, too, right? Yeah, exactly. Yes. High yeah. school, everyone feels that way. I feel yes. like it you definitely. S- the social stables you, everybody goes into. And it's not, it's not, you don't like this group of people. It just, I totally understand. Yeah. Yeah. And it hasn't changed. From those awful nope. 80s movies. it's Not at all. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was nice to get out of that. Then on the other side of it, it's like, it's a global pandemic, and mm-hmm. I'm scared, and I'm a kid. So it's like, it's very hard. Because um, also, like, I have the privilege of having a nice house to just stay in. Yes. And not everyone does. And, like, I did this mentorship program at my school where... <laughs> I was like paired up with a underclassman and like help help them with their homework and stuff. And their living situation is like, they have like five siblings that they have to take care of. Mm. It's like, wow, I'm really lucky. And also 
like terrified because yes the world is ending and so it was it was the double the double side of it yeah that that and and i like that you brought that up because it's it's not always fun to admit you're afraid of something and and i think it's good for I, i think it's good for 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 roxy to hear you you know someone who's older say Yes, I was scared, and yes, I I was worried. I think it, it it's healthy for us to get that stuff out there and say like it's a global pandemic. We were scared. I'm sure your parents were were terrified of like what what does what is going to happen? How does this happen? And all while you guys are being inundated with the politics of of the your parents and grandparents generations before you that you didn't choose. Yeah, that fell onto you. It's not your fault. It's our fault. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, it's definitely hard being in this generation because there's so many problems <laughs> that we did not ask for and yes. we have to solve. So But I think you I think you guys also have the upper hand in terms of you're you're much more uh you're you're more cognizant of how how unique and diverse the world actually is. Oh yeah, totally. And, and I think your generation is good at that, good at not only under at seeing that, but understanding it and, and trying to create places of inclusivity, um, you know, not unlike your dad, like I came up in punk rock and hardcore and these were, these were communities that were trying to do that, you know, but even that you guys have gone that much further. You guys are that much more aware and have a better understanding than we ever did, which is, which is cool. Totally. Like sometimes I wish I grew up in that, like um beginning of punk generation just because it seems so more like real because sometimes things feel fake nowadays because yeah it's the internet but then i think about it like no like we have the ultimate like tool of like mobilization like we have the internet yes yeah <laughs> we can yep. do anything with it you know what i mean so, yes and i think i think that's a great way of saying it is if i think if the first wave of punk kids had had the internet to mobilize with that, that, you know, that power was in their hands the same way it's in yours. And I think that's, that's a great, uh, a great thing for you guys to have. Did you want to say something? Yeah. It's like you were in just a little bubble writing in a journal for the whole entire year until it was over. That's right. That's right. And, and we all went through, I'm sure your family, you go through the waves of emotions together. Yeah. That's a perfect way to say it, Roxy. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you feel like it? Because I, I mean, you you released a handful of songs over the last year, quite a few actually. So, do you feel like it was a good it was good for your writing in a way? Because you're like, well, I'm here, I'm secluded, I can focus on my music. Did it? Do you feel like it had a, a positive effect on that? Um, actually, yeah, I think. Um, well. For Balcony, I wrote that a mm. year before the pandemic started. So, mm-hmm. and I was planning on recording it in March of 2020, mm-hmm. and then I couldn't anymore. Yeah. Um, and then a year later, in March 2021, I got to actually record it. Yeah. Um, so that was written before, but okay. everything else was written during it. And I agree with what you said. It definitely did give me that because, like I said, during school in person you're so clouded by everyone else and um it's definitely like you feel judgment even when you're alone Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
because you're always surrounded by people who maybe aren't judging you, but it sure feels like they are. You know what I mean? Yes. um, Yeah. Yeah. It definitely allowed me to just, to just sit and be with my own thoughts and like write them down. So yeah, I've written a lot of songs over Did your, your friend group, um, our, our son is a couple years younger than you. And in his friend group, he's the lone person who plays music and is working on his own music. And I see you shaking your head. Are you kind of in that boat where like you, you have this friend group and these are this, that's your crew, but you're the lone one playing. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> How is that? Um, well, it's a, it, friend groups are interesting. I've gone through a lot of them um, in my life and I've always been like the lone person who needs to be alone a lot and sometimes doesn't want to hang out but it's not because I don't like you guys it's because my social battery is dying and music (laughs) so it's it's hard it's sometimes hard for like 16 year olds to understand that and just sort of understand that I don't hate them I just need to be alone sometimes so it's been hard to actually keep friends um but right, I think now that people are maturing, like I'm 17, a lot of the people I know are 18 and older. Okay. Maybe just 18 and 19, but um, they sort of understand that more and are way more like, I feel like it's not the people, it's the age. I just think that now people are more like understanding of that. So yeah, it's easier now because we're older, but before it was devastatingly hard yes it's hard to it's hard to lose friends but also it's hard to you don't want to compromise yourself yeah you all you everybody wants to be themselves in their group and want it to be okay totally makes sense um so do you want to ask another question i can see okay (laughs) who's your biggest inspiration Mm. oh that's a good one okay I've already mentioned a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Phoebe Bridgers, definitely. Okay. Because her thing is just beautiful. Yeah. Um, Phoebe Bridgers, Cape Town, I've always, he's been like a part of my life for like seven years at this point. Cape mm-hmm. Town is a songwriter as well. Um, and Samia, like that sort of group of songwriters. Yeah. Definitely my biggest inspiration, I think. Yeah, you're you're listening to them and you feel challenged and inspired by their music. Totally, totally. I I think that I think that's cool. I think that I I love I love when my kids want to hear something from my record collection, but I definitely also like I've learned with and I'm your folks have probably been in the same boat that I have where you want to like I like the getting to hear new stuff that I don't know about. I think it's exciting. So I, I think you, I think you being able to reference songwriters in your generation who some of them are like your label mates, you know, but also that they're still like impacting you positively. That's, that keeps that circle moving. I think that's really cool. Totally. Yeah. I'm very inspired by people that are like only like seven years older than me. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's not a, there's not a huge, uh, there's not a huge age gap between you guys. It's, yeah, it's not like it's not like you. It's not like you listening to Green Day, right? It's that's a that's there's such a difference there that you kind of like lose. 
it, you, you lose that personal side of it, right? Exactly. Like yeah. I relate, like the biggest part of music to me is like relating, like the relatability and like that sort of thing. So yeah, if I don't connect with something personally. It's really hard for me to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just hard to find things that I love because of that. But you know, it's that's just how it is. And yeah. I mean, I love things that I don't relate to. I'm like totally. But sure. I'm saying like for that real like connection i feel like i have to relate to it in some way so that's why i feel like younger artists are what speak to me more yeah yep yep do you what because you're i mean you're 17 you're probably thinking like you know this is the sort of question where you're like i you know i don't know i don't think of it i think from day to day but do you see this as like career woman becoming like a full band that you want to run with um, I also chose the name Career Woman because I thought it could be a cool band name as well as like yes, like I think that'd be awesome, especially if it's like a bunch of dudes. Yeah, <laughs> um, or girls. Actually, all girls would probably be way cooler. But um, anyways, like I think that Career Woman is anything that it becomes. Like yeah. it doesn't just be me. I wanted to expand. <laughs> you like it? The fluidity. You like that it had that I think that's very cool um yeah yeah sorry (laughs) no go ahead go ahead what were you gonna say and fluidity is like a huge part of Gen Z as well I feel like that's I went that's gonna be a whole new tangent but like go ahead go off name and just in general like that's what I love about Gen Z too like there's no like with even gender and sexuality it's like we don't believe in labels we don't need them. And so yes. I think that's a big part of why I like Gen Z as well, because it's yeah. just whatever you are, that's cool. And whatever. Yeah. And that is the difference, right? You, yeah. you guys have, you guys see the world with that big open, open space there of allow, allow yourself the room and time to interpret life at the speed that's best for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that's great. Uh, do you, with, I, I hate saying with the pandemic being, oh, because it's not over, right? I mean, there's still weird waves. Like, I, what are they doing in California now? Well, California is, well, I live in Los Angeles. So yeah. it's pretty still scary. But like, yeah, what would have decided is that like, it's not going to go away yeah. for us at least. Like it's just not. So we yeah. can't we can't live in fear like forever because mm-hmm. in LA it's like it's not gonna go away next year. Probably it will take like five years, I'm guessing. I think we're months. gonna I think we're gonna honestly be living with this for for a long time until until people understand that the why vaccination, why science is, evolves the way it does to eradicate these things and yeah, I agree. I think we'll be stuck with it for a long time to come. I think we have to learn to live with it, kind of. Yeah, completely. Like, last night, I went to, like, a backyard show. Okay. Um, and everyone was wearing masks, which was great. Yep. Um, but I went with my friend who was, at the beginning, like, the most, like, super safe and super, like, scaring me even. Like, I'm really mm. safe and, like, taking it seriously, but she was taking it even more seriously than me yeah 
and she was there and we went together and she was totally fine and she was like I can't live like that anymore because um like it's so random like someone that she knew had it uh-huh. and she didn't know it at the time and they like hung out and like were touching like we're close and yeah. she didn't get it and so she's like it's random like it's random and so that's why we can't like we can't do that because life is going to happen and I'm going to leave to college in a year yeah. yeah, and I can't like I don't know like while still being super safe and careful and I have I'm vaccinated wearing masks every day yeah um, and understanding that's a real thing yeah we have to just do things now honestly yeah, yeah. we yeah uh, we, we I think because of how because people politicized it mm-hmm. which affects you guys You know, I mean, obviously it affects certain generations because it's killed a lot of people, but also for you guys, what it's forcing you guys to do is live with certain restrictions on you. And I, that's the part that I think is, is unfair is I, it sucks that you guys have to wear masks in school. It sucks that any of us have to like go into a store with a mask on, but if we have to do that to protect the greater good, I think. Yeah. And I think it's all valid. Like, I'm not like, yeah, I'm like, of course we have to live with these restrictions because of like how many people are dying yeah Um, it does suck and it's not a bad thing to admit that um but yeah we just have to be careful while not making our lives worse than they have to be yes yes i agree (laughs) um do uh Outside of music, are you, I mean, are you inspired by other art, film, anything like, like what, what, what else do you, what, what else you, do you draw your inspiration and influence from? Oh yeah. So I'm, there's two, um, mainly for me, I'm in yeah. the film program at my school and I've directed and I've directed two films and then I've yeah. a bunch. Um, so there's that side of it. I love film and I love like the music in film is really inspiring. I love scores. And yeah, John Bryan is my favorite composer for scores, stuff like yeah. that. But then I also love video games, um, like story-based cinematic video games. Are Uh-oh. Like, Uh-oh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I um, and that's kind of what I want to do, like, for my career. Oh. Um, because I want music to always be my passion on yeah. the track. I don't want it to be my job. So I want to work in the video game industry. Um, like with indie, like this is a big deal to her. Like she, she said, yeah, I, your hero points are going way up, Melody. <laughs> cool. What, um, what do you, what kind yeah. of games are you drawn to? What sort of games um, do you play? Okay. So story-based player choice. Sometimes um, my favorites are life is strange. The last of us. Um, what remains of Edith Finch, Detroit become human. Gone home, like I don't know if you know what those are, but yeah, her brother played several of those games. Nice, yeah, yeah. So and The Sims Four and Three, yeah, life. So that's another. But um, I I tried playing The Sims once, but it just wouldn't work. It could didn't work for you. Yeah, it just like kept closing me out of the app anytime I went in, and I was like. Are you serious? She's starting into, like, she's into the Animal Crossing and Minecraft, like, the building. Yeah, yeah. That's, for me, that's what Sims is, because I don't, yeah. I don't have a Switch. I 
so I can't play Animal Crossing, but I want to. Um, <laughs> well, if she ever gets one, we'll find out. You guys could be friends on uh, there. Yes. <laughs> if I get one, I'll let you know. But, um, there you go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Sims 4 is, like, where I build. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Games and everything about them. I think interactive media is the future. <laughs> so. it, hey, I, I'm, I'm in marketing as a profession. Yes, it is. <laughs> Do you, um, so when you talk about those story-based games, uh, and then you set, you get into that, like, uh, because there is a there's a, a very artistic and musical side to all of those. Oh, yeah. Does are you drawn to that part of the gaming is, in terms of career? Like you'd like to do music for video games? Um, okay, so yes and no because okay. that's my favorite part. Like I love it, and that's what I'm drawn to. And the video game scores more than music, like more than bands that I like. Um, yeah, I love that part of it, and I'm very inspired by it. Yeah. But I want it to be my career because I'm very like for my personality and I know myself I don't want creativity to be my job <laughs> because oh okay I, yeah because I have a one side to me that's very creative and one side to me that's very like I directed films I'm very like organized and yep. like I enjoy like facilitating a group and I'm in a bunch of leadership programs and even though I'm shy like I I don't I'm not shy when I'm like working for someone else like yes. if if like if i'm in charge of someone else's happiness i'm not shy <laughs> so it's when it's about me is when i'm shy but understood um, yeah so, yeah so i want to like produce is where i'm going with it oh, okay oh yeah so yeah. I produced for my student film one of them this year and it yeah. was really uh, okay I enjoyed being sort of the the management side of it because it's, it's still an artistic it is yep but you get to be more like um not creative in a creative space clinical you're doing the clinical side of the creative part yes yeah sort of where i want to do for like money (laughs) because understood i don't want to have to like create for my job because then it's not fun anymore so that's a smart way of looking at it. And and as you've probably already know, being a producer is 100% thankless work. It is a lot of organization and keeping people on track and it and hitting deadlines and staying within budgets and all of that stuff is super important to creating art and I think people leave that clinical side out of it because that's not the fun stuff. Yeah. And I'd still like be a part of the fun stuff, you know, cuz I want yeah. I want to work for like a small like indie company yeah. not gonna go for like the big ones but um so i'd still be part of it you yeah know? but yeah <laughs> good for you that's good um to to kind of like to kind of wrap all kind of bring this to a close here what do you uh, what is the What's the future? What's the rest of the year look like for in terms of career woman? Like, do you guys do you have something bigger uh, on the schedule, or is it easier to do these single releases rather than like I have to focus on recording a record? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, sorry, um, I you have could. that new single coming out, Armor. Yeah. And then after that, I just finished recording like my literally my favorite song I've ever made. Good. Um, so excited about it like i've never been like i never listened to my own songs sure but I listen to this one so, don't worry we're listening to your songs for you 
Um, thank you. But yeah. um, like, so after Armor, I have another single that I don't know when it's coming out yet, but like, I'm very excited about that. And then after that, yeah, I'm probably starting an album because I have enough songs. That oh, I'm, good. Um, it's just a matter of like figuring out where, when, how to do yes. that. Yes, yes. Um, Budgets, schedules, bands. Yeah. But I do have enough songs for an album, so probably a bunch more singles will happen. But hopefully an album, like, in the next year or two. What would you, what is best case scenario? Is this a, I want to put a record out? Do you, do you like, do you care about physical things? Like, do you care about, like, I want my record on, I want my record on vinyl. I um, want it released on LP and I want people to want to buy it. That sort of, like, is that important to you or no? It, it is and it isn't because I feel like for me, I have a CD collection. That's what I like to do. Sure. Yeah. That has like vinyl and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I, we go like record shopping all the time. So yeah. I think it's awesome. And like, I really love creating the art and the booklet. Like that's super, super cool to me. So I yes. that scenario. Yes. 100%. Um, but I'm not sure if, it's a priority just because like it's very new and yep. I don't know if people would buy it like enough people. So yeah. Yeah. That are that out, but I would love to. Yeah. 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 Like it, it would be cool to have it, uh, have your own physical record. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, what do you want? Is this something where, cause you said like you do have aspirations of college and a career, but does the idea of like touring, does that sort of stuff interest you? Yes, I think that I would love to go on tour someday. Sure. Definitely not soon because <laughs> yeah, I want a solid band first. Yeah. I haven't found band members like like permanent ones. Sure. Um, so I want that, and I need to just I be a little bit older, obviously. Sure. Um, but I want to. Yes. Like maybe in the middle of college, that'd be so fun. Yeah, yeah. Where you're, you're, you've gained some semblance of responsibility enough to like get in a van with your friends and exactly. and do the road. Exactly. Yeah. That's exciting. Um, well, Melody, before we before we go, tell everybody this is the part you this is the part you hate. <laughs> tell everybody where they can find Career Woman's music. Uh, where they can find you at online, et cetera. Oh, no. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I know. I asked her to do the thing she doesn't like to do. I feel bad. <laughs> fine. No, this is this is fine. So I'm Career Woman on Spotify, Apple Music, Bandcamp. And my social media is my first and last name. Mm-hmm. It's Molly Caudill. Um, and I'm trying to think. And then my YouTube is also Career Woman. So, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, you know this, of course. Yes, yes. I do. She said, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and what we'll do is we're going to make sure we link all this in the bio of the show so people know where to go and, and listen to you, uh, listen to Career Woman, and uh, be able to watch videos, watch the, the little dipper video with the doodles in it by Jesse. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, and as a reminder to everybody, uh, the next uh, Armor comes out August 17th, wherever, wherever you stream your music at. Uh, on Lauren Records, and uh, so just go search Career Woman wherever you get your music from. I think you said the thing 
but, the beginning. Well, I want to remind him at the end, too. <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, Melody, is there anything in parting? You got, well, you've got a young, you got a younger person here who's interested in art. At 17, you've made, you've done more than a lot of people your age in terms of art and music. What would you tell somebody that's eight or nine years old that is, feels driven and pulled towards the creative endeavors? What would you tell them to do? What would your advice to them be? Yeah. Oh, okay. I would tell them just literally to just do it. Like you might not have access to a studio. Like I am so lucky to. Yeah. My dad knows his friends and stuff. Yes. You might not have that, but that shouldn't be like something discouraging. It shouldn't be a problem. You should just, cause I didn't think that was possible until way later, but um, yeah. I started writing because I thought that's the only thing that I could do to um, feel good yeah yeah <laughs> it was sort of yeah so if you feel that don't think about anybody else except for what's in front of you and know that it's not going to be good at first because it's discouraging when you don't think it's good and yes me, probably never think it's very good because it's yourself and you're really hard on yourself more than anything mm-hmm. but I say just keep doing it like it doesn't matter Hear that it matters yeah (laughs) none of the stuff that other people have to say matters until it's someone that you really care about their opinion if that makes sense like that that makes sense (laughs) yeah yeah good i think that's i think you know and i really do think that's kind of a great way to close it out uh and i have to say um it's really cool to me that your dad's music meant a lot to me still to this day means a lot to me in my forties. And I, I can't think of a more exciting thing. I've, I've texted this to your dad. It's so cool that now I have my, my kid is listening to his kids music. And I think that that's a really cool thing that not a lot of people can, can say that they experience that there's another generation of songwriters in your household that are having a positive effect on people. And I think that's really exciting. Oh, that's really sweet. I'm gonna- <laughs> well uh melody we really appreciate you coming on and giving us some of your saturday morning and and answering some of roxy's questions as well uh we're gonna finish the recording and say a proper goodbye to you so uh uh in the meantime make sure you guys go listen to armor uh, wherever you stream your music at and uh, we'll talk to you guys all next week bye